It's not hard to become disillusioned in this life. Our sights are set too low, set in the temporal. We need something bigger than this life, much bigger. If your boyfriend or girlfriend is the center of your life, relationships end and hearts are broken, you need something bigger. If your spouse is the center of your life, American ladies should keep in mind that 90% of them will end their lives as widows. You need something bigger. If your career or education is the center of your life, these things can change and even end abruptly. You need something bigger. If my life is everything to me, it will certainly disappear like a vapor rising from a pot of boiling water. I need something bigger, much bigger. This beautiful passage testifies of something bigger. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 6. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Have you found this something bigger, much bigger? Have you been born again? Have you believed upon and surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? Make today your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people." from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from the sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Man said there's not one stitch of evidence that a Jesus Christ ever lived. Now the record. Holocaust deniers have more credibility than those who deny the historicity of Jesus Christ. Many features on God said, man said, declare the fully verifiable record of this only begotten Son of God. It has been said that there is more history certifying the record of Jesus Christ than that of George Washington, the first president of the United States, but that doesn't satisfy the deniers. This is God Said, Man Said feature article 505. These features prove the full inerrant veracity of the Word of God. The features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. 
Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We thank you for taking the time. On March 13, 2003, we published a feature titled Jesus and His Brother James concerning a discovery that shocked three global states of mind. One, the field of archaeology. Two, the realm of the Christ deniers. Three, the camp of the joyful righteous. The discovery was a 20-inch long box called an ossuary, which held the bones of a dead man dating back to the days of Christ. Between the years of 20 B.C. and 70 A.D., it was a burial custom to place one's bones in the ossuary for final burial after the flesh was fully decayed. This find was especially electrifying because of the inscription on its side. It reads, Yaakov bar Yosef Aku di Yeshua, which means James, son of Joseph, brother of Jesus. Immediately, the Christ deniers leapt to challenge the authenticity of this find. A special note was attached to the 2003 God Said, Man Said feature pointing out this contention. Later on, you'll read the rest of the story. The Apostle James, the Son of Joseph and brother of Jesus has a historical record outside the New Testament. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Jesus and his brother James. In Book 20, Chapter 19 of the Histories of Josephus, an ancient historian of renown who wrote shortly after the life of Christ, the following excerpt is found concerning James, the brother of Jesus. Now the report goes that this elder Anus proved a most fortunate man, for he had five sons who had all performed the office of a high priest to God, and he had himself enjoyed that dignity a long time formerly, which had never happened to any other of our high priests. But this younger Anus, who, as we have told you already, took the high priesthood, was a bold man in his temper and very insolent. He was also of the sect of the Sadducees, who were very rigid in judging offenders, above all the rest of the Jews, as we have already observed. When therefore Anus was uh, of this disposition, he thought he had now a proper opportunity to exercise his authority. Festus was now dead, and Albinus was but upon the road, so he assembled the Sanhedrin of the judges and brought before them the brother of Jesus, who was called Christ, whose name was James, and some others, or some of his companions, and when he had formed an accusation against them as breakers of the law, he delivered them to be stoned. In an ancient writing from about 330 A.D., the following excerpt was found. Now James was so wonderful a person and was so celebrated by all others for righteousness that the judicious Jews thought this to have been the occasion of that siege of Jerusalem which came on presently after his martyrdom and that it befell them for no other reason that they impious fact that they were guilty of against him. Josephus, therefore, did not refuse to attest thereto in writing, but the words following, These uh, miseries befell the Jews by way of revenge for James the Just, who was the brother of Jesus that was called Christ, on account that they had slain him, who was a most righteous person. The historic uh, record of the Lord Jesus Christ and of his disciples and apostles is monumental. Only the foolish would deny it, end of quote. The ancient record does not deny the existence of Jesus Christ nor his brother James, neither does it deny a host of other New Testament personalities. The Holocaust deniers, they just look very foolish. 
This brings us to the 20-inch ossuary with the hotly contested inscription, James, son of Joseph, brother of Jesus. The following information is from the October 2010 issue of the International Jerusalem Post under the title, Putting the Case to Rest, with the subhead, The Judge Considers His Verdict in the Five-Year Jesus Forgery Trial. The reporter Matthew Kalman writes, the discovery in 2002 of a limestone burial box with the Hebrew inscription, James, son of Joseph, brother of Jesus, electrified the world of archaeology. If genuine, the burial box or ossuary would be the only archaeological artifact found with a possible direct link to Jesus of Nazareth. Amid international fanfare, the ossuary went on display at Toronto's Royal Ontario Museum and swiftly spawned numerous articles, scholarly studies, several documentary movies, and at least four books. But experts at the Israel Antiquities Authority declared it a modern-day forgery. Israeli police seized the burial box and arrested its owner, Tel Aviv collector Odin Golan. In December 2004, he was charged with faking the ossuary and dozens of other items, including an inscribed tablet linked to King Joash, which, if authentic, would be the only physical evidence from the Temple of Solomon. The indictment leveled 44 charges of forgery, fraud, and deception against Golan, and 13 lesser counts against a confidant, antiquities dealer Robert Dooch. The trial of Golan, Dutch, and three others opened in Jerusalem District Court in September 2005. Last month, the defense ended its summing up with just two men left in the dock, bringing to an end five years of court proceedings that spanned 116 sessions, 133 witnesses, 200 exhibits, and nearly 1,200 pages of witness testimony. The prosecution summation alone ran to 653 pages. Yet despite the flood of strong scientific testimony, the feeling in the tiny courtroom, where fewer than a dozen people, including one, only one reporter, have followed the proceedings, was that the prosecution had failed to prove the items were forgeries or that Golan and Dutch had faked them. Judge Aaron Farkish, the wheelchair-bound polymath who has overseen the marathon trial, wondered aloud on several occasions how he could be expected to deliver a legal ruling on what was essentially a scientific question that the experts themselves could not resolve. In October 2008, just three years into the proceedings, Farkish pointedly asked whether the trial should continue after the prosecution in Golan had presented their evidence. Have you really proved beyond a reasonable doubt that these artifacts are fakes as charged in the indictment? The experts disagreed among themselves, Farkas told the prosecutor. Summing up last March, lead prosecutor Dan Bayhat made a startling admission. If the ossuary had been the only thing on trial, we probably would not have carried on with the process, he said. Bayhat was not even in court to hear the judge wrap up the trial and retire uh, to consider his verdict. Scientists and lawyers have spent months arguing over the patina, a thin crust of material formed by microorganisms that cover all ancient objects. The prosecution accuses Golan of creating a fake patina, which he applied to new inscriptions on ancient objects. Defense experts say there is patina inside the grooves of the inscriptions that could not have been formed in the past two centuries. Golan said he had never faked anything. 
I feel that I have succeeded to prove that the most important items should be at least 200 years old. They could not be forged because there is ancient, authentic, natural patina, which has been developed gradually over at least 200 years in both the James Ossuary and the Joash Tablet, Golan said. They lost the case, there's no question. On the main issues, they were completely wrong. They are not forgeries. It's not only that they could not prove they were, there was a forgery. With the James Ossuary and the Joash Tablet, I believe that we proved their authenticity with experts in patina, in geology, in stone, in engraving, he said. At times, the courtroom has seemed more like a, a doctoral seminar than a legal proceeding. The world's leading experts on archaeology, biblical history, semantic languages, ancient stones and inscriptions, geology, isotopes, both stable and carbon-14, biology, chemistry, microscopy, and glue have participated in an often fascinating and sometimes embarrassing collision of scholarship and criminal law. Judge Farkas said Sunday he would try to plow through all that material and deliver a verdict as soon as possible. It could take several months, end of quote. James is the son of Joseph and the brother of Jesus, regardless of the judge's final verdict, because the Bible tells me so. God's word is true and righteous altogether. It is the place to build your life. God said, Matthew chapter 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Man said, There is not one stitch of evidence that a Jesus Christ ever lived. Now you have the record.